Hello. Emmett. Oh my God. <laughs> Hopefully it'll work. Sounds nightmare. Um, right. The, the podcast is um, Spotify um, for podcasters from the anchor. So um, I don't know, maybe maybe the Wi-Fi signal in your end is a bit... No, it seems to be fine. It, do you know what it is? Every now and again, the page, it like refreshes itself and then it goes out of the recording. Right, okay. So okay. I don't know. I'll I'm keep gonna, an eye on it. I try, I'm going to steal up from another device and see if that works so I am. Okay. Right, um... Right, Emma. Where do we start? Yeah. Right, Emma, <laughs> you, you, you run your own Facebook group. What's that called again? Neurodivergent Parents Ireland. So I started a few couple of weeks ago, maybe, because um, I just figured there was a lot of people like me, also neurodivergent, who had kids with additional needs, because um, it's hard enough being a parent of kids with additional needs, but there's an added extra element when you yourself have your own higher needs so yeah, yeah. um I just started to just be like a support network for people like me and it seems to be going really well so far yeah it's a brilliant yeah. group. it's a brilliant group thank yeah, you you have two artistic children don't you yes I do yeah can you tell us about them please again yeah sorry <laughs> so you're fine so my son is five uh, my daughter is three um, my little boy, um, he's been diagnosed privately because we've been on the HSE waiting list since he was about two and a half. Okay. Um, so we needed to have him diagnosed privately because we were given no other option. We needed for school and for the allowances and everything like that. So um, we originally brought him to the pediatrician because he was showing autistic traits and we have autism in both sides of our family. Yeah. Um, so we thought we'll just bring them and see what they think and the pediatrician said yeah he's definitely showing autistic traits so you should have him uh, assessed okay. so we obviously applied to go on the disability network team um, in our area but again we're waiting a very very long time for any services or even I've yet to meet them okay. um, so we had him privately diagnosed by a brilliant psychologist and he was diagnosed with autism and global developmental delay okay. and so that was about in 2021 I think okay. um yeah so after lockdown yeah and yeah. then my daughter similar like they're they're very different they're polar opposites she shows different traits as you know like not everyone and every autistic person has the like the checklist yeah, you know, yeah. it's all very personal to that to their personality. Um, so she was showing different traits. Um, so again, brought her to the pediatrician. He said, "Yeah, absolutely, go and have her assessed." And also, she's showing signs of ADHD, which is basically me. Um, and she is just me when I was little. So, um, but with ADHD, the child can't be diagnosed until they're five. So she won't get that assessment until she's in school. Okay, um, okay. But we will have her privately diagnosed as well to ensure that she gets a good place in an autism unit in a good school. Yeah. So and for the allowances and everything like that. So yeah, that's kind of where we're at at the moment with and the two the, of them. No, one of them is no school place. Is that right? Is that what yeah, my son. He did one year of preschool last year where we used to live, and they were fantastic. They were an inclusive preschool. 
Um, they had a mix, you know, some kids had autism, some kids didn't. And they all, it was fantastic. And he had a brilliant SNA through the AIM uh, program. Okay. And so this year we got, or last September rather, we got him a place in a preschool that's closer to us. Yeah. Um, again, applied for AIM. He got level seven because um, he's still in nappies and he's pre-verbal. So he has quite high needs. My daughter is the same. And the, the, um, the issue we had with school. Yeah. So the issue well, we had... Um, I sent him in with a booklet, basically the do's and don'ts with him, and he needs consistency and routine. That's key for him. Yeah. Um, and he didn't have consistently the same people looking after him every day. So he was quite anxious, and I could tell when he was going in every day he wasn't that comfortable, and he loved school. Okay. Um, and then one day, he was about three weeks in, He one of the ways he regulates himself is he has something crunchy. So he was shown where the crackers are in the classroom. So he was obviously feeling a little bit overwhelmed. He went to get the crackers. Someone who was just helping out for five minutes in the class came up behind him, grabbed him, and he turned around and went to bite her. Okay. Now, I'd explained this. Like, he rarely does that. He's probably done that twice at home. And it is because you've touched him. He cannot be touched unless he wants to be touched. Right, That's right. a huge, huge thing with him. So I explained this to them in detail, but obviously it wasn't relayed to everyone who was dealing with him. Um, they asked me to not bring him in for the rest of the week, say this was on a Tuesday or something. And I said, okay, that's fine. It wasn't, but it was. Um, and then they called us in the following Monday and basically somewhere else to go to school because we're just afraid of his behavior. Now, they claimed to be an inclusive school. They absolutely were not. They made no accommodations for his autism and um, they said oh he doesn't pay attention and he's moving around the room on his own and he wants to do this and he wants to do that like he's autistic he doesn't yeah. learn the same as other yeah. kids yeah, yeah. and that's why he needs his aim worker which never materialized even though they were getting the funding for it which was really really bad um so he's been out of school now since september Okay. This is a preschool now. So I um, tried to find him another place, couldn't get anywhere to take him. Um, tried places that were f like further afield, not just sticking to this area in Dublin. Yeah. Um, and we then got approved for 20 hours through the home tuition grant. Right. But I can't find anyone. No tutors, can't find anyone. Plenty of lovely uh, primary school teachers coming forward, but you know, they've no experience with an autistic child and a pre-verbal autistic child at that. And you need that experience okay. um, because he doesn't learn the same way as other kids learn. Now, he loves to learn and he loves school, but you have to get on his level um, yeah. and, and to get the most out of him and for him to get the most out of learning. So it's just not feasible to get someone who doesn't have the experience. So I found it so hard. So we've pretty much been doing homeschooling um i ordered the Astair program the curriculum and i've been trying to follow it here myself but yeah i'm i'm and i'm very nervous and anxious now about getting them an appropriate place for junior infants right, um, right. and have, so, you gone, have you gone to any tds or anything like that or? um we have a local td who supposedly um is great now i have a contact now there's a great group in my area called embrace autism yeah. and i actually have my first meeting with them uh, the group tomorrow evening which i'm so looking forward to, to meeting other parents in the area 
um, and apparently they have a contact of another CD. So I'll definitely get on to them. Um, now, this school that I'm hoping he can get to go to added a second autism class last year. So fingers crossed, I'll do whatever I have to do, you know, to get him a place because it sounds like a fantastic school. Yeah. And I think, you know, he'll get the most out of it then. So that's kind of where we're at with him. And my little one, she is only starting preschool now this coming September. Okay. Um, and after applying to 15 preschools, I have finally gotten her a place. I'm very good. Very good. That's yeah, yeah. News. Yeah, positive. Um, and she, she'd be looking forward to, to starting there and... Yeah, like my son is very much loves his own company, likes doing his own thing. He likes to watch other kids, but he wouldn't be one to get involved unless he really wants to. Whereas my daughter absolutely loves other kids. And so I think she's really going to flourish in preschool. They're polar opposites, basically. Oh my God, polar opposites. And like when it comes to texture you know with food and with touch like my son likes dry things grainy things where she can't stand that and she only wants to eat like wet things like fruit and likes playing with slime like they are the opposites but um it's gas to see you know not every person and child fits the perfect checklist you know what i mean it's very it's very different from person to person and have you had any services at all from the hse None whatsoever. I haven't even met them. Never even met them. The CDNT? Yeah, haven't even been to one meeting. I get a letter in the door every now and again just to say, oh, you're still on the waiting list. And that's about it. I check in with them every month to say, you know, where are we at? What's happening? Oh, we couldn't possibly say how long it'll be. So it's just a nightmare. Isn't it terrible? Yeah, it's disgrace. It really, really is. Because, you know, if we left it up to them, he still wouldn't be diagnosed. Neither of them would be. And, you know, they are really in need of speech and language and occupational therapy. Yeah. And it's just delaying all of that. It's, you know, it's, it's I, and I, I can't see when this is going to all going to get better. Or no, they're going to fix this issue with the, with the, yeah. uh, the HSC. You really don't. I mean, I saw there a couple of weeks ago that apparently in the disability network in the country, there's about 700 vacancies for jobs. But like then they need to put on a recruitment drive. They're not putting a focus on it at all. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's it's shocking. Now, Emmett, tell tell us about yourself then. Yeah, so I, I mean, I struggled since I can remember with emotional dysregulation with you know sensory stuff and I never really thought anything of it I just figured I was a sensitive person do you know what I mean so lots of different things and I found life really difficult and I just figured I was just one of those people um I suffered very badly with anxiety and depression because of the way that I was and when the kids were being looked at and assessed a lot of what was on the checklist I'm thinking oh I thought that was a family trait because I'm like that as well yeah yeah um which I know I'm sure a lot of people found and so I ended up in hospital last year and when I was in there I said you know could you possibly assess me for autism because I reckon I'm on the spectrum 
Yeah. They assessed me for everything, including autism and ADHD, and they came back and said, yeah, absolutely. And now I know throughout my life the things that I thought were, you know, a breakdown or being over. I was having a meltdown. Right. You know, I was I was struggling with meltdowns. I was struggling with being um, overwhelmed. I was struggling with sensory overloads. Right. I was struggling, you know, with school, with all of those different things throughout my life. Um because I was autistic and it's really been one of the best things that's ever happened to me being diagnosed because it helped me understand myself. I understand my kids a lot better. I feel, um, because I know what they're going through Yeah, and it's, yeah, I, I have only positive things to say about it because it explains so much for me. Yeah. And you know, I, I know that girls especially are notoriously underdiagnosed and it's because we're so good at masking you know we learn to be people pleasers from a young young age and so we just figure out a way to try and fit in with the crowd and you know do things that other people do to be liked and to be you know accepted and it's terrible when you think about it but that's the way we survive I guess and um it's like that for a lot of autistic people not just girls so I suppose it's harder to spot then but when someone really takes the time and, and, and properly assesses you, you know, you can be diagnosed and, and start living your life the way you want to live your life. You know, the things I've changed a lot of things about the way that I am now. I don't do things that are going to overwhelm me and I take my time and I do what I'm comfortable with in my own way, in my own time. And it's honestly made life so much better. Oh, that's, that's good to hear. That's great. Yeah. To hear. And it's good that you're meeting people from Brace. Yeah. Um, and they're in your local area already? Or? Yeah, so they're in Drumcondra. Embrace Autism is in Drumcondra. And it's essentially a support group. And, you know, I've already, I'm in the group chat and I'm talking to other parents and they all have kids, a lot of them similar to the age of my kids. So it's my first meeting tomorrow and I'm honestly really, really looking forward to it. Um, just, just, you know, it, I'm sure you know yourself, when you meet other parents, who on a daily basis are going through what your family's going through. It's so nice and it's so, you feel like you're part of a community. And I think it's really important um, because, you know, your friends who have neurotypical kids, it's not the same. It's it's not at all the same. And, you know, we face so many different obstacles, but at the same time, we appreciate things a lot more. I think, you know, just a word here and there, or, you know, a cuddle from a child who doesn't necessarily like to be touched all the time. Like, we appreciate all that stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, every little thing is a win in that's houses it. like ours. Do you know what I mean? So, that's, yeah. That's, that's why I love to see positive things being posted on the group. Because yeah. it gives other parents hope. Hope. Yeah, well. absolutely. And there's yeah. people out there that are exactly in the same situation. and. That was, that, exactly. was, that was my main aim for starting the group. Yeah. It was to get people. Now, there's loads, there's loads of different artistic groups on Facebook. You, you just mm-hmm. need to find the one that suits you, basically. I know my, Absolutely. I know my group's not for everyone and and stuff like that. But like, yeah. I join I every group because it's good to get perspective from everyone. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely, so, um, yeah. And that's okay if it's not for everyone because... 
you'll find a group that, like you said, suits you and suits what what is it you're looking for out of it as well. Do you know what I mean? Do you want like I joined your group because I wanted like that stories from other parents saying, you know, don't give up, you know, when they have this or when they reach this milestone, it's amazing. And you'll eventually hear, you know, I love you, mommy and all those. I love seeing stuff like that. And that's why I'm part of the group, you know, for things like that. But it's also nice to see someone posting about, you know, having a hard time because you feel like then, oh, I'm not the only one, you know, because it can be very isolating, especially if, you know, families like ours, we don't get out necessarily as much just because of different struggles. And so we might not necessarily run into each other. Um, it's not like we go around wearing signs saying, you know, we have autism in our family, but um, it's nice. It's really nice to feel like you're part of the community. And that's, I mean, that's why I joined your group and that's why I'm part of it now. And I find it very supportive. Yeah, yeah, and so it must be stressful for stressful for all parents not getting any help yeah. from anywhere, you know. Yeah, um, it can it can take its toll. It really can. Yeah, so absolutely. We always advise people if you are feeling down in the dumps and known to talk, mm-hmm. the group is always there for anyone that needs to yeah. talk about anything. But yeah, please do come out and talk. Don't don't keep things bottled up. You know, it's the worst no. thing you can do. You know. Absolutely. So, um, no, it's, it's great to hear your kids, well, your kids getting on well in school and the other one will hopefully, yeah. hopefully yeah, fingers get, crossed. get the place you wanted. I know, I know there's a couple opening in Bali 1, I think. Yeah, that's not too far from us as well. And now, yeah. he, I, I actually, I'm hoping, I'm hoping to get him a place in this school, but he is on nine under waiting lists. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. we, I, I was not leaving it up to chance. I was applying everywhere. Yeah. Um, just to make sure he gets a school place. I, I remember ringing, ringing the school when I was looking. Um, yeah. Told us, there was no even point to putting you on the, the list. It was that they long. They said that. There, there was no point to putting you on the list. God. Yeah. And it was really bad now. That's, that's why like, we ended up going to the papers. We had no choice. Yeah. And you it, don't. It, yeah. It, 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 is a, it is a difficult decision to make to go to the papers, but of course it is. You're putting your private life out there, you know, but when yeah. you're left with no op- other option, yeah. like, what are you to do? Yeah. You're like, yeah. you're desperate. And, and we're, we're, look, think about it when the people in government, like, they don't care what people are going through, obviously. Obviously, like, yeah. This, is, this has been going on decades. Yeah, yeah. And no one yeah. seems to be lifting a finger. And I know Anne Rabbit seems to be mm. I've never met the woman or talked to the woman. Well, yeah, I've heard, I've heard she's very good, and obviously we have the autism committee now as well in the Doyle. So the Doyle, yeah, the Doyle, and the Doyle. So, so I hope <laughs> something good will come out of that. But well, isn't yeah. it terrible, like how long it's taken for that to happen? Do you know, it, it's just ridiculous. Autism is not a new thing. No, no. You know, it's always been here. So. And the kids then grow our services, and then yeah, adulthood, and there's nothing there for them there either. Like no, it's no, it's It's, someone someone said to me, it's the worst country to have any sort of disability. Oh yeah, it really really is. is. Yeah, because you you look at some other European countries, and even I was looking the other day, I ended up on an article that was talking about Canada, and like they have autistic primary secondary and colleges pure 
capabilities that they yeah. can, you know, and there's loads of them and that their services are like, they're on top of it. And in over there as well, their healthcare is free. You know, right. it's That's just, right. you know, it, it's terrible. It really is terrible. And the only people suffering are the ones who need it most. The ones who may not necessarily have a voice, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. My son yeah, has that in the background as well. <laughs> no, just... <laughs> I can hear it in the background and I, I can yeah. hear it at home as well. But, um, a familiar no, sound. <laughs> what, what gets on me is, like, people know, like, in government, that parents and caregivers and mm-hmm. autistic people are, are struggling and no one seems yeah. to give an answer what they're going to do. Like, no, you just keep getting fobbed off. Yeah, or you're fobbed off constantly, aren't you? It's yeah, it's like blowing smoke up your sorry, yeah, the smoke up your ass sort of thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, and, um, absolutely. Like, there's I know there's loads of meetings going on the doll, the doll. I keep saying doll, the doll, doll. <laughs> but um, yeah, if I asked you now, would you know anything about any group meeting? TDs or anything on what they're trying to achieve? No, no not one. Not one. But isn't that yeah. always the way? Even with services and allowances that you're entitled to, no one actually, there is nowhere that tells you in clear cut English, this is what you can get, yeah. this is what you're allowed to have, um, this is what you have a right to, this is what yeah. your kids have a right to. It's all like it's a bit hidden and you have to suss it out yourself and you have to, uh, you know, join groups like yours to ask other parents who are further down the line to say, you know, what do I do about this or how do I do that? You know, like the DCA form or the carers form, like you would think if you didn't know anything, you'd be like, oh, I'll just fill that out and send it off. Absolutely not. You need 10 extra things added into that, like family impact statements and notes from doctors. Like, But they don't tell you that. Like, no one tells you. There's no guidance or support from the government at all when it comes to kids with disabilities. It's like that they just want you to be stressed. Yeah. Yeah. It's forced parents down some dark roads, I'll tell you that. Uh, Oh, yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised. They should be absolutely ashamed of themselves. Only for only for DCA warriors when we first yes. got the diagnosis, yeah, would have been lost. They fantastic yeah, group, absolutely fantastic group. It really is. Yeah, and, um, yeah. So raw, raw kicked off from there, but only for, only for the like groups. Basically, mm-hmm. people would be lost. Oh yeah, it's just word of mouth. How I figured everything out, you know, because there's no one telling me. You just have to figure it out. Like yeah. you're left to your own device and it's terrible. Yeah. It's so, and because I, I often think as well, if, you know, if, if you're the parent of an autistic child and maybe you yourself have really high needs, you need to be told things in black and white and step one to 10. And if you don't have someone to talk you and walk you through that, you're not going to get approved for all these different things. You're not yeah. going to get all the services that you're entitled to. It's not, you're set up to fail with the way they have it now. You're absolutely set up to fail. Yeah. And it's a disgrace. It is a, it is a disgrace. And I remember my son, he was diagnosed, my oldest son, by the HSC. Mm-hmm. And okay. we were basically told he's global development delay. Off you go. Yeah. See ya. That was it. Yeah. And yeah. Me and my wife thought, once we get the diagnosis, surely life will be easier. Yeah. Come afterwards. And it's been. And it didn't. Nothing. 
absolutely nothing. So you, he hasn't gotten speech and language, OT, all that kind of stuff? He, he got a block of speech and language. and Oh, it's uh, a block? Uh, well, a block is then he was seen, I'd say about six times when he was four or five old, and that was it. Yeah. And he, just moved, he moved on then to a school age team and all this stuff. And you don't hear anything like the CDNT team. Mm. As much as they're trying to do their best, I think it's a shambles. Oh, it is a shambles. It is a shambles for sure. Yeah. And as I, a... as I keep saying to everyone that comes on the podcast, I could get a thousand people on this podcast. Yeah. And everyone, it'd be, it's say the same thing basically. We're going over and over this mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. And the government know about this. Why isn't anyone doing anything about this? It's so wrong. It's wrong on so many levels. And like, if they just listen to the parents, we can tell you what we need. We can yeah. tell you what needs to be done. Parents and are not, parents are not yeah. autistic adults. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. There's no one better to listen to than that. Yeah. And so stop holding your hands up going, oh, we don't know. You know exactly if you listened, but you don't want to listen. Yeah, like I, I, keep, I keep getting told there's people having meetings and with TDs and everything else. But mm. when you ask, you ask five people, no one knows what's going on. No, no one knows what's going on. And then the, I, like, I, I hate saying this about groups coming together. I know I'm like a broken record. Yeah, like everyone got together, everyone would know what, what's going on, and they could relate mm-hmm. the information to the, their followers. followers. Yeah. Yeah, I think there just needs to be one certain group that yeah, overall, covers, yeah, that covers everyone. And when they get the information, they pass the information to the autistic parents. And it should be advertised by government, if anything. Absolutely, they should be yeah. employing these people to do this. But that is no. what they're there for. Yeah, like they, that they, is what they do. They serve us, yeah. but they're not serving us. They, they we're forgotten. They prefer to leave it to see how how things go. Things pan how it out. pans out, yeah. And it hasn't, yeah. it hasn't worked. It hasn't worked. Think about where the kids would be if they got the services that you should be getting. Um, yeah, yeah. Imagine the strides they'd make. Imagine how relaxed and comfortable they would feel as well, knowing that they've got several different supports around them. And, you know, I'd say the levels of anxiety, I think especially in school, go, school going ages and like teenagers autistic teenagers is ridiculous because they're kind of you know they're becoming young adults and they've no support from their own government and they're trying to figure out life and figure out what to do next and it's just it must be an absolute nightmare it's a nightmare at any age when you've got autistic kids or when you're an autistic adult because there's no one there to show you the way other than parents and autistic people yeah, but it yeah. shouldn't be left up to us. No, you know, that's more, that's my feeling on it. Anyway, I think there just needs to be one group, and it should, mm-hmm. this one group should be advertised by the government as the the autistic, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, but but they should interact with government and then interact with parents. You know, yeah. but the, this information all over the place from different areas it's it's ridiculous yeah it gets it's, muddled and then it's like chinese whispers and it gets changed and you don't know what is actually fact or fiction and that's yeah. dangerous as well yeah. you know when when i first heard the as i am 
I, I, I originally thought you now this was the start of the um when we got the diagnosis from me older son. I thought yeah. they were working for the government. I thought no. they were a government body, but I'm not. Yeah. No. You would no. think that though. You would think that. I, but I, no. I honestly thought that. That's what I thought yeah. originally. And when, when I started the groups then, I was giving out about ASYM because I had the wrong idea of what they were. Right, yeah. And then yeah. When, when I actually contacted ASYM and chatted to them, it was only then I realised like there's nothing got to do really with government at all. Like, no, out on their own. They're, out, they're a charity out on their own. And this is what people mm. don't realise. Like people ask me, why should I, give, why should I donate to ASYM? Yeah. Because there's autistic people that help them. Yes. You don't see every day, every day what these people do be doing. Mm-hmm. But AS, ASOM are absolutely fantastic. Oh, they're brilliant. And even now with their new parents, um, like community, I can't remember exactly what it's called, but I've been on a few of their Zooms and they're fantastic. You know, I'm doing another one. I think it's on Wednesday night this week. And basically it's about preparing parents who have kids who are about to start school and junior infants. So I'm really looking forward to that. And I think there was another one, maybe it's next week or it could have been last week, and it's preparing parents who have kids going into secondary school. Yeah. Um, yeah. Last week's one was about sensory processing. You know, all it was just, it was brilliant. Like, it is fantastic. And, like, they're literally, that's why you're donating. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and you're getting information from professionals. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And it's it's the only way to do it. Like, but I like you said, I think they're fantastic. I really yeah. do. Yeah. But it shouldn't it shouldn't rely on them either. You know that's sort of no. Thing. Yeah. Saying, I, I'm nearly sure if we asked the group how many people thought AS ASOM was a government body, basically working mm. for the government, mm-hmm. most of them probably would think that. You know. Yeah, it appears that way because it's it, the it only place. Way. Yeah, because it's the only place that actually gives you a blow by blow of what to expect. You know, when I first went on it, like yourselves, when we first, he was diagnosed, I went on and they have a pack on there, basically for newly diagnosed and welcome to the world of autism in Ireland, essentially. And, you know, what to do and what, and I would have been lost without that. I really, because this is before I found groups on Facebook and, you know, groups outside in the community. Like, I I didn't know what the first thing to do was. Like, you're just kind of like that told, oh, yeah, they're autistic and on your way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and you don't know what to do next or how best to support them. And But it's really, it's all learned. We have figured it out for ourselves. Yeah, yeah. And what now, to do. Now, now do you want the parents, oh, I think, to be the therapists? The CBNT, yeah. that, that's where that's heading. That's yeah. where that's going. And it, it's it's not right. No. A, ch- a child with needs needs one-on-one mm-hmm. interaction with a professional. With somebody who studied this extensively. Yes. You know, yes. stuff that we don't know. Yeah. And, you know, you can give us all the tools in the world. Like I have with the Disability Network, there's a meeting in Clontarf Castle next week. Yeah. Now, it's yeah. the first one I've been invited to it's, since we've been on the list. I wonder, is that for the family forum thing that they own? Yes. Is it? That's what it is. So I, I don't really know what to expect, but like this is our first contact with them at all. I'll, and... I'll, I'll tell you, you know, they, I'll tell you what to expect. Yeah, they'll tell you what they plan to do. This is what right. you do all the time. What what they're planning to do, but mm. that's 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 not going to work for anyone. 
No. Like, there's kids. I'm, like, it's hard to say this, but kids are suffering now. Ah, like, yeah. I, I, I know nothing can change tomorrow, but we need a clear direction of where we're heading. Mm-hmm. It's just... I know. I get so angry and... Oh, oh you get so worked up over it. Like, just yeah. think of all the kids that are in school now. Who people and parents, like, we had to scrimp and save to pay for private diagnosis. But some yeah. people are not in the position to do that. And when you think, so they've nothing, no diagnosis, no services, and there's kids in school struggling every single day because they're undiagnosed, in the wrong placement, placement. no support, and just expected to do whatever your other child does. Like, that is not giving them the best start in life, and it's it's setting them up for lots of other problems with their mental health as they get older. It's it's just so bad. That's why I keep saying when you find a good skill, it's like winning the lottery. Yeah, absolutely. It absolutely. Is. It is. And I know people that say, well, there's bad teachers out there. There's good and bad everywhere. Of course there is, yeah. When you, when you do find the right skill with the right people. That fits. It's, yeah. It's like, it's like a weight lifted off your shoulders. Oh, yeah. That's what, that's what I'm hoping for this year as well. Once I, you know, get him into that school, I just think I'll cry. I will, I'll cry because with relief, you know. It's, it's mad, it's mad. Yeah, We've mad. talked about this all day. And oh, I yeah, think, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it has been talked about all day for many years and nothing's not happened. No, nothing's happened. Nothing's happened. I, I think the government need to do that. I, I, I know the autism committee, I, I don't really know what they're about yet, to be honest. I need no, to I haven't heard much. Oh, that's going to relate to parents, you know. Yes. Go, to go yeah. back and forth between parents and the government, and all groups need to be involved with these people. Okay. Mm. There's no point going in different directions doing your own thing because, mm. as I said, if, if we asked uh, the whole group what's going on at all at the moment, they, they couldn't tell you what these meetings no. are, what's happening. And they need to to have a system as well that's not against us. Because yeah. right now, it feels like it's very much against us. Like, the paperwork involved when you have a kid who's autistic or any additional needs, any kind of disability, is a nightmare. And all, everything that they ask of you is a nightmare. And, you know, I see it all the time on that brilliant group, DCI Warriors. Yeah. People getting denied left, right, and center. And, yeah. and, and you know, it's, it feels like a lottery somewhat because... Yeah. Those people are if describe and say a child who's exactly like my child, and yet they've been denied. Why is that? Yeah, you it's know not- it, it's it's terrible. God, I, I don't get it at all. I can't put my no. finger. Like the money, the, I'm hearing the money is there, right? Which that's, makes that's, it worse. That's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing the money is there. It's just what what they're doing is. I know the the, the HSE are are looking for staff constantly. Constantly. Like that. But while all this is going on, there is a kid growing out of service that won't that won't get a single thing. Yeah. Right now and there's he, a child growing out of service. Like, and who's yeah. to blame for that? The government. Yeah. The book falls at them. It really mm-hmm. does. They are yeah. to blame if a kid is struggling without receiving a single service ever. Yeah. Yeah. And it's desperate to see and I bravo out to all the parents and the teachers because hundred percent, yeah. Because we are, I know the CDNT team wants us to be therapists, but we, we more or less, we more or less do the job. You know, that's why we're just not in a professional. 
professional way. But it's, as I said before, it's all learned. We have to figure it out because they've left us in a position where we have to figure it out. It's more than parenting. You're, it's, you're a speech and language therapist. You're an occupational therapist. You're a play therapist. You're, you know, you're so many things under the one umbrella of being a parent. Yeah. And that's as well why I started my group because I have my own things that I need to deal with and, and manage and, and on a daily basis. And I'm trying to be the best support I can be for my kids. Yeah. yeah. And trying and trying. And like that, if when you, you know, a parent gets knocked back by getting denied an allowance that they're entitled to, or they get a knockback from, I don't know, they spend years on a waiting list and then they go, like we were seeing a couple of weeks ago, that they were diagnosed by illegal psychologists and then going to the HSE and them going, actually, no, they're not autistic. Can you imagine having to deal with that? Crazy. Like, it's crazy. It is. It's and at the, the end of the day, it is human. The human rights, it's, it's, the kids' human rights are non-existent, basically, when it comes no. to services. It's like they don't matter. It's, it is like they don't matter. But who, who's yeah. going to be held accountable for all this? Yeah. And, and and we don't want an apology. We want action. Yeah. You know, we want action. Something needs to be done. And and as I said, if they listen to parents and autistic adults, they'll know exactly what to do. Yeah. And um, if you're saying, you know, the money's there. So what are you waiting for? Yeah. So you know? The money's there, yeah. And we all know this is, unfortunately, the sad reality is nothing's going to happen overnight. But no. as, I, as I keep saying, we need a clear direction to where we're going. How we're mm-hmm. going to sort this, and we need everybody involved, all groups. Mm-hmm. And there's some groups that don't want me saying this, right? They, they really don't. But um, I think that's what needs to happen. Yeah. And until until that happens, we're going to be we're going to be left in limbo. Being honest. Absolutely. Isn't and the it? kids like that who are growing out of services, the government and the HSE will see them again, but in mental health services when they're older. Exactly. So exactly. why not early intervention now, help them now and give them the best chance at life with support all around them. And, you know, they're not going to develop all these additional problems and obstacles that they'll have to deal with because you haven't done your job. Yeah. You know? The, the HSE psychologist that diagnosed me oldest son, mm-hmm. when the, we did get the diagnosis, he said to me, um, early intervention is key it's key yeah you hear that all the time Everything and yeah we're not getting it key. and then yeah so nothing. i don't know it's, it's it's all a big big mess now the, the people that are are having um meetings in the doll with tds and all we know they do fantastic work and mm. um they do their very best and it shouldn't be up to them either like all parents should be fighting for this yeah, you know, but I think all parents need to know what's going on as well. You know, exactly. They need the information. Like yeah. information is power, and if you don't have the information, you don't know what to do. Yeah. So there could be parents out there who maybe aren't a part of these groups and don't have any support in the community, and I just feel for them because what I I'd be lost without the groups and everything because it gives you a kind of a map of what to, you know what the next step is yeah. and you know you feel comfortable enough to ask as well yeah, yeah so if you don't have the information like there is no one in government there's no one 
in charge telling you this is what you do. You just don't know. And, and then, you know, you're going to suffer. Your kids are going to suffer and your family's going to suffer. And not just now, in the future as well. Yeah, yeah. You know? And there's, there's, there's people suffering that, that can't see. When I talk to people in private messages an awful lot. Yeah. Even with the, anom- the anonymous post option on the group, they yeah. still can't bring themselves to post. And they're just mm-hmm. suffering in silence. It's suffering silence, yeah. It's horrible yeah. to see. And it has a knock-on effect. Like, and like you were saying at the start, don't keep it in. But a lot of people would feel like, oh, no, I can't complain. Or I can't. It's not complaining. You're, you're, you're venting your frustration. And, and, you know, parents' mental health suffering as well because of the weight of the job of looking after a kid with a disability. And it's huge. And, and you're then, supposed to be all and everything for them. Like you said, we're supposed to be their therapists. But we're yeah. not. No one is coming along to tell us how to do that. Yeah, yeah. And then, 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 unfortunately, you have, when, you, when people do post about they're having a hard day mm-hmm. with their, their, their kids and all this stuff, they get grief then. Because, like, people are saying... Um, I'll be grateful and, and you know, yeah. And I'm not doing that at all. But you're not. No, you're not doing that. No, and it's not, I don't like that. And I don't like people saying, oh, it's, it's negative. But it's reality. Yeah. Some yeah. days are really hard. Some weeks are really hard. Yeah. God, if you're going through a new phase of behavior or a new sensory, you know, issue with the child, that could go on for months, yeah. you know, with yeah. the lack of sleep as well and all of the different factors, like, we have to deal with every moment of the day. It, it is a different yeah. way to how it would be if the kids were neurotypical. Like meal times, getting them dressed, caring for them, and they're clean, you know, cleaning them, brushing teeth. Like everything, it revolves around everything, and yeah. it's a it's so much to ask of of one person or two people. Yeah, to, to manage, and, and as well as that, you still have to keep you know, regular life going. Yeah. You still have to have a job or pay the bills and, you know, keep the food in the fridge and all yeah. these other things that you have to deal with. It's not like a speech and language therapist or an occupation therapist like that one, like you said, doing one-on-one, yeah. focusing on that child. We have to do everything. Yeah. yeah. And all we're looking for is some help. It's crazy. <laughs> you know? It's crazy. It is. And uh, like that, I, I really don't like that now when, when parents when parents do pour out themselves what's going on yeah. in a group and someone is negative towards that. It's it's I, I don't know why they do that. I really don't. No. It's like it's like people wait for the negativity to come. Yeah. They never, they never these people never comment on anything positive. Positive, yeah, yeah. And there, there is a ton of positive stuff being posted on the group, but you won't hear from these people. They wait until yeah. the negative stuff is posted, and then they, they go at it, you know? And if that's how they want to live their life, if that's how you want to view autism and everything that goes with it, then you go ahead and do that. We should yeah. be doing nothing but supporting each other. And I think it's brave when parents like that come out and say, I'm struggling. Of course. Like I, I am finding it really tough because we've all had days like that. And if you say that you haven't, you're lying. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's no that's, use in hiding it because we understand. That's, or at least we should be understanding. 
that's the downside to the group. And I know, I know myself, there's people on that group waiting for me to put a foot wrong so they could put, they can really dig in. Now, when I'm posting anything on the group, sometimes it takes an hour <laughs> or an hour and a yeah. half to write something small because I'm thinking, what are these people going to think if we post this? What's going to happen? And that's awful. That's awful. Do you know? When it's just supposed to be support and care and, you know, it's not all roses and daisies every day. But that is the reality of it. And and we should be doing nothing but bolstering each other. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's sad to think of people like that out there. It really is now. Really is. But yeah, you get the good and bad everywhere, you know? (laughs) Ah, Of course, yeah. You can't, it can't be perfect. That's it, that's it. Yeah. Well, um, um, we've been on a long, you know, 44 minutes. I'll, I'll leave yeah. it at that. Um, no problem. I, I really hope uh, your child gets that school place. And, thank you. Thank and you. You look after yourself as well, Emma, Jamie. I will indeed. And Absolutely. If you ever need to chat or anything, give me a shout. It's no problem at all. I will. All That's right, great. Thanks so much, Alan. All Thanks right. a million. Bye bye. 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 bye.